It's the Hive Sports Podcast, bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. Visit us at thehivesports.com. Against Gobert, puts his shoulder down, rolls inside, try to slam it home, and Rudy said, not tonight! John Beck is on the run, he throws behind him, it is, cut for the touchdown! Merrill for the lead, he's got it! What is up, RSL fans? Welcome back to another episode of the RSL Sunday podcast. We are your hosts, Connor and Royce. Another tough week for RSL with what feels like we are just at the start of a very long and grueling season. Um, But before we get into that, as we do every week, let's go over this week's RSL trivia. Um, So this week's question is, what is the record for most shutouts in a season in RSL history? And the answer choices were A, 12, B, 13, C, 14, and D, 15. Uh, what did you think, All Chris? right. Well, obviously, it is Nick Raimondo, uh, unless Zach McMath just did something last <laughs> yeah. season that I completely <laughs> forgot about. Yeah. But since he is the GOAT, I am just going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say 15 um i don't know i have no idea those are all really close together so yeah it was it made it a little (laughs) bit hard um i went i went with 14 and it was actually my second right answer in a row it was back in 2010 uh nick romando had 14 shutouts back in the prime of rsl back in the good old days when we were actually feared and scared oh yeah well that was like one of our best seasons that year so that makes sense But, I mean, talking about our best season, should we start talking about potentially our worst season ever? Yeah, I mean, I think from just the start, I would say this is up there for me. Like, as far as what I can remember, I haven't seen us look this, like, passionless and just soulless. Like, I don't know, it seems like the fans are even getting – I've never seen the fans get this upset at the club. Just toxic times all around. Yeah, I mean – Completely awful start. I mean, we were kind of bamboozled week one since we did get a win and we looked decent for a little bit. I know. But the announcers were saying that we haven't lost our first two games at home ever. Like, yeah, the history of RSL. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that was like any home game back to back because that would be absolutely crazy. But we are really insane at home. So this is just completely different than what we're used to. Yeah. Um, I mean, last night wasn't a home game, but it was the exact result of our home game before. Yeah, so, so it seems like it doesn't matter where we Yeah, play. take your pick, home or yeah. away, if you want a 4-0 loss. Yeah. But, I mean, really, that game, oh, to start off, we need to fire Pablo. <laughs> yeah, straight up. I'm done with Quite him. Frankly, no more chances. Yeah. I mean, the dude failed at the Colorado Rapids. And then became an assistant coach for us. And then obviously got the job eventually. So, like, he was awful with the Rapids. And the fact that he was given another chance is wild. And, I mean, it's he's like, kind of like – It's so rare for an interim coach to, like, actually end up getting the full position. Like, it's just – even that was just, like, unserious. Like, I feel like we just didn't do our due diligence to, like, actually go and interview other guys and find someone else that could work out for us. Or, like, oh, yeah, Pablo's already here. He did decent. Let's just keep him. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Juarez just left mid season, which was weird. So he kind of yeah. just had to pick whatever. And I guess the fact that he did 
finished the season decently strong is why they gave him that job. I yeah. guess he did have some head coaching experience, but man, for a game on Saturday, that was probably his biggest test to like get a result or show oh, yeah. some kind of improvement. He put out the worst lineup he could have ever possibly yeah. cooked up in his life. <laughs> yeah, I, I was convinced. I when that lineup dropped, I thought it was an April Fool's joke because I was like, "There's, <laughs> there's surely no way he's doing this on like a make or break night for him." Basically, like, I don't know. I just could not believe it. And so from the start, I had like zero confidence going into it. Once that lineup dropped. Oh yeah, once that lineup came out, I knew we were losing. I was just hoping it was going to be less than four. Yeah. See if there was any. Not even that. I just wanted to score a goal at this yeah. point. You know, Literally, like we can How lose. How long has it been since we've scored a goal? Like at least like that's our third game now. Yeah, so we're at what like two hundred seventy <laughs> minutes without a goal. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, oh, quick question for you. Uh, do you know who our leading goal scorer still is <laughs> after match week five? <laughs> still our center back who seems to <laughs> seems to give away a goal with a bad clearance every week too so he kind of cancels out all his goal scoring oh yeah he's definitely i believe he's probably at minus one or minus two for goals yeah, given up this 100%. season with his two goals scored so even then not a great season by any means i feel like yesterday was also just Okay, I'm, I'm glad Gavin Beavers, it was cool for him to get a start, but I feel like it was also a little unfair to him in a way to kind of just oh, yeah. get thrown in when we're literally at like one of the lowest points this club has ever been at. And he's just thrown in to the wild and just expected to be there. And he's only 17 years old. Like, I mean, I hope he's doing okay. I hope he's not taking it too hard. I know I saw McMath walk up to him after the game and like give him some reassurance, but Gosh, you gotta know he's not feeling the best this morning. Oh yeah. I mean, the fact that we are actually probably quite literally the worst team in the MLS, and he thought oh. it would probably be a good idea to put a 17-year-old goalkeeper yeah. in to like try and build his confidence. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just some move to kind of show the dressing room that no one spotted safe. Yeah. But doing that at the same time, while you're on the hot seat and like this is your final exactly. test is absolutely insane like yeah us fans we just wanted a goal like we knew we weren't gonna win obviously we are Give completely awful yeah. but we just created some good chances but we are actually awful at finishing um yeah, it's i i haven't checked expected goals i'd assume we had probably at least one um we had a couple good chances but at the end of the day, we have no one that can finish. Uh, well, and that's like one thing I wanted to say is I saw a tweet from Andy Larson earlier today where he said, RSL has the lowest estimated transfer value of any team in the MLS. Like, so there's no surprise that we're so bad. Like this front office has just failed us for year after year and just expected these like almost like fix me up type of players to just step in and like do the job for us. And it's just you did eventually it was going to catch up to us. And I think it has at this stage, like we were seeing the effects of us just not being a competent club from the top down year after year, like Atlanta's uh, total squad value is 60.15 million. <laughs> and ours is 27 million. And like, there's, 
expansion teams who have more expensive squads than us. Like, yeah. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, I don't see how anyone can be surprised. Like we, we've been batting above our average for way too long now. Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of laughing at myself for how hyped I was about I know. Andres Gomez signing. Like, let's go club transfer fee record. This is a move in the right direction. I was completely unaware how we probably had the lowest like record signing ever. And the fact that we finally broke it, like, and it was only 3.5. I also saw that Columbus crew, like the past few years, they spent 9 million on a player and then also Mm -hmm. like six and a half. So literally those two players would equivalent anything we've spent in the last 10 years. It feels like it's it's a joke. And we're always getting these like little loan signings. We'll bring them in for a year and then they're just gone. And so it's like, there's never any consistency. I feel like anymore. Whereas back in the day we had like that squad that year in year out, your wingers, your Beckerman, your Ramondos, your Sovereignos, like Javi Morales, like these guys that you just knew were going to be there every year. Whereas like now it's like, uh, Justin Glad's a familiar face, but it seems like our attack's getting like a full front three change like every couple of years. Yeah. And it just seems like every other year we lose someone and then they end up coming back. And we probably spend more money the second time bringing them back. <laughs> so we really just have like no idea how business works. But so, okay, I guess kind of just getting into that awful game yesterday, another 4 0 loss, like we've said. Um, didn't look good. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, no. First, like, 10 minutes, I was like, all right, for what lineup we have out there, we're looking pretty nice. We had a chance within, like, the first 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, and Beavers had that save within the first couple minutes. Yeah, so really good start, honestly, for what we had. Um, Paulo Ruiz looked decent in the first half once again, but – my goodness, his second halves have been abysmal yeah. <laughs> in two just, games. Yeah, you can't look past it at this point. Yeah, I mean, he does everything else well. Uh, the announcers were <laughs> one completely roasted him, saying, "Yeah, first game back last week, uh, gave away a goal completely to Klaus, and yeah. then this week gives up a penalty. So yeah. not his best start to the season. Literally, He's openly flaming him. So Especially, it's just yeah. hard to like defend him at all at this point. Like he does the midfield things right, but definitely going forward, Ruiz and Oedo is going to be our best starting midfield. Yeah. So yeah, I thought Oedo looked really good. Yeah, honestly, probably one of his better games last night. He still looked pretty solid. Um. But other than that, there weren't too many bright spots. I thought Chang looked pretty average. Yeah. Merrim was Merrim. <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, a few things. I thought Anelli looked really good again. His first half wasn't as strong, but second half he really turned it on. Had some nice movement. Uh, we did have a few good chances right at the end of the game. It was already over, but that's when we started clicking the best and did have a few opportunities. Yeah. So... But with that being said, we still haven't started our strongest 11, in my opinion. So I'm hopeful that maybe against Charlotte, we'll finally get that. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Because I was, that's what I was going to say. I'd hope that we can eventually actually see Brian Vera in that left back position that we bought him for. Like, I, I know that first game he did good, but yesterday he was looking a little shaky. Definitely not 
as crisp as he looked that first week. I don't know if that the confidence was a thing or what. It just seemed like the, the squad in general was just lacking that little bit of like crispness and cleanness with their touches. Yeah. So definitely next week, I hope he's starting at left back. I honestly, with current form right now, I wouldn't mind starting a Nelly over Brody. Yeah. Um, they, they've, Brody's been kind of mid, nothing yeah, special. He just doesn't bring anything much. Yeah. I mean, last year, by this time, he already had, like, two game-winning goals within the first five games. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to follow that up, but yeah. I haven't seen one good cross, honestly. I mean, he is playing on the wrong side, to be fair, but, Still, yeah. You're a professional at the end of the day. you got to be able to somewhat use your other foot. But it just yeah. feels like, in general, like, all the players have either just stalled or, like, taking almost a step back in terms of, like, their progression. Like, lots of guys just, like, even, like, Pablo Ruiz, like, he's doing good, but he's making silly mistakes. And I feel like he didn't do that as much last year. And so it's, like, I don't know, it's frustrating from a fan's perspective because you obviously expect progression every year. And then all of a sudden, we're just, feels like we're going straight backwards. Yeah. I mean, the only excuse I can give him is that it is his second week. Yeah. So hopefully by third and fourth week we're seeing these stupid mistakes. Yeah. Go I'm away. Him time. Yeah. Also, with that being said, um, I think it's time we start looking at Rubio Rubin. Um, dude's done absolutely nothing. Yeah. No, it's I I if we don't sign another striker, I think it's gonna be. I I would go out on a limb and say it will be the lowest RSL scoring season ever because. I just I don't see where the goals are going to come from at this point. I've, there's hasn't been a single guy on the field that's played that's I've been like, oh yeah, he can consistently get in good positions and get some good finishing. Like there's just no one that gives me that confidence. Yeah, I mean, in our last four games alone, we've conceded twelve, we scored one. <laughs> well, and no. we have the we have and... the worst goal difference in the league, and we have a game in hand on pretty much everyone else. So that's saying something there. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of looking up Pablo's stats. At Colorado in like those three or four seasons, he had a minus 30 goal differential. <laughs> um, already with RSL, he does have a minus 12 goal differential. So combined <laughs> for his managerial career, he has a negative goal rating of minus 50 goals. But hey, he's According to the social media team, he's a vibe on the sidelines. So let's all just <laughs> laugh and pretend that everything's okay. No, as long as he's a vibe, it's okay. But yeah. clearly, okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't ever remember getting blown out this much, like, over the past few seasons. Because we've had some insane games. Like, Pablo's yeah. first year, there was, like, a 6-1 to one game. Mm-hmm. Like, some other big losses. Like, his tactics are just not good on the defensive end at all. And because well, of that, it makes his offensive tactics just as yeah. bad. Well, it just I think his tactics allow for like it's like so easy for people to crumble because like once things start going wrong, people have to start being desperate and maybe getting out of position and out of the shape that he wants them in, and then everything just starts going wrong. Like once one thing goes wrong, it's all wrong for us this year. Yeah, any chance we have to get even a tie next week is if we score first. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, looking towards next week, Charlotte, they haven't had the best start of the season either, which is big for us. 
because we could use a little bit of a softer opponent. They've got one win, two draws, and three losses. So definitely not the best. They've got 11 goals conceded as well. So it is definitely another opportunity for us to try to gain some sort of momentum and confidence and get this thing steered in the right direction. But I just, I don't even, at this point, I would be happy with us to lose if that meant that that was Pablo's last game. Because I don't want a win and then the board to be like, oh, well, maybe Pablo's turning things around. Maybe we could give him a couple more games. I just, I don't think we should prolong the inevitable. Like, just get him gone. Yeah, I mean, if Pablo's not gone by tomorrow night, we got some serious issues within the Literally. club. Yeah, uh, Clearly, they're just content with being a team, uh, not improving at all. At that point, I would start getting some friends and sitting outside the right until we kind of get what we want a little bit. <laughs> some fan protests. Yeah. Like our like, voice heard. I don't know. It's just well, been like... Like someone was saying on Twitter the other day, they were like, um, we could like not uh, sing the like the riot chant and like things like that. But I'm like, I honestly think they would just turn it up on the speakers louder. They they would just try <laughs> to hide the fact that we were mad. They like, I don't, it doesn't seem like, I don't know. It seems like the club's lost a little bit of its soul and like what we stood for originally. Yeah. I mean, with having a brand new owner, it really kind of looks like we have no direction, exactly. which is Once. crazy. Yeah, you'd think the new owner would come in with a master plan, but they kind of just came in and just have been idle. Yeah, I mean, like most of their like investment people with them also own other clubs. You'd think, hey, like maybe we could get some info on a potential yeah. manager that's up and coming that could be a good signing or something like that. I have no exactly. idea, but yeah. they literally just have no plan. We're, yeah. We went from being one of like the best ranked clubs. Like that was a statement. Like, yeah, ourselves yeah. just solidified themselves. Once we got that championship in the playoffs yeah. every year, making deep runs, we were one of the best run clubs. Oh yeah. And we were just consistently there and consistently challenging. People hated playing us. They hated. Yeah. Playing. Solid. And then ever since our last racist owner, we just <laughs> <laughs> haven't been the same. And yeah. I don't I don't know. Uh definitely starts with management. Yeah. Uh definitely starts with a couple more signings, obviously. Yeah. So if you spent that much money and you're this bad, you just have to double down at this point. You can't yeah, spend that it's... much money and be bad. Yeah, it's like from the top down, no one is performing. Like the the recruitment isn't performing. The coaches aren't performing. The players aren't performing. And so, like, there's no surprise why we're getting these results. It's just, I, I don't know what it's going to take to start flipping things around. Yeah. I mean, in past years, I'll give it to Pablo. He did build one of the grittiest teams in the MLS. We kind of just yeah. grinded games out a lot of the times. But we look like a completely different ran team. Uh, we yeah. just have, like, no fight. As soon as we concede one, the game is over every yeah. single time. Yeah. Um, we just... We just like, I don't know. We can't get over any adver adversity that happens to us. And if it happens in the early in the game, just write it off. There's really yeah. no chance. Literally. Like, especially with this game when they scored 14 minutes in, I was like, yep, there's no shot we are winning this game. Like, there's oh, yeah. no shot we are coming back from this. And it did. It just got worse. People, heads dropped. People, confidence went. I don't know. One just going back to the lineup, like 
I mean, good for yeah. Elijah Paul. Like, I'm glad he got the start, but like, Demir Krylak, our club captain, taking him out, like, it's it's not a good look. I don't know. I don't think it sets the message that Pablo thinks it was sending. Yeah, no, it definitely doesn't. I'm hoping it's just so he's resting them for this next week because maybe he thought we had no chance yesterday, which we probably did didn't to begin with. Yeah, but, but the fact that try. it's the yeah, like it's your game on whether you get fired or not. Like yeah, you would assume you would put out your best lineup. Exactly. That's why I was so surprised. I thought he was like you'd expect the team to come out freaking firing on all cinder cylinders, looking like they're well drilled, looking like they had a good week of training, but it was very well the opposite. Yeah, looking at that lineup, you would just think we were taking for Web and Yama. <laughs> literally like you'd think there was some sort of reward of being bad if this was our lineup but no we're just that bad and i think that also shows the depth issue and that goes along with like the recruitment and how long this has been an ongoing issue with us and like i think this has been brewing for years like we've been sneaking into the playoffs and there's always mm. been those like little like losing patches right before the playoffs where everyone starts freaking out, thinking we're not going to get in. And so I don't know. I've, I feel like I've seen this a long time coming, but we just had always seemed to make it work. And so I'd like to believe that it was never going to happen, but I think we're here. This is, this is the dark days for our RSL. Yep. I can completely agree with that one. So I guess going into it for next week, what is your score prediction for Charlotte at back at home at the riot? <laughs> if being at home even matters anymore. Um, I was too nice to the boys last week and they let me yeah, down. Yeah, would you say one zero? Yeah. The one <laughs> I tried to restore a little faith in them. Um, so I'm sticking to my guns and I'm gonna go two one Charlotte FC. Yeah. Can completely see that. Um, quite frankly, we are not scoring a goal. <laughs> uh, if I were right. to put, if I were to put money on this game, I would definitely take the under on that point five yeah. if we score or not. Yeah, like, that is printing money. So, yeah. um, I'll just go with a typical RSL type of game. Uh, concede first, and then again, and then lose two zero at home. <laughs> Sounds Thinking about the, right. Probably the first time in Riot history we lose three games at home. Yeah, if that yeah. doesn't tell you anything about us. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, for next next Saturday is going to be fifty eight degrees, is what it says. So it's not not going to be cold. No excuses on that front. The boys, oh no, they need to show something. I mean, the fans deserve something at this point. Not even just for that. Like they need to show some 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 grit. Like I don't know. It's ridiculous that they're making people pay for these performances if i'm being honest yeah no most definitely all i would say is pablo if you are even here by next week (laughs) i really hope you are not um try and get two goals give the crowd something to cheer about (laughs) twice and they might be happier that's literally the lowest we'll ask a win a tie or two goals (laughs) yeah that is it Earth to Pablo. Earth to Pablo. We will take a tie. Just get us a goal. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We we will definitely catch you guys next week after this big game. Um, Another big one for RSL. Hopefully we can turn it around. Um, Thank you for tuning in as always. um, And we'll see you next week.
Peace. Thanks, guys. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school, so check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz.